if you have a salad loaded with red peppers and cauliflower and broccoli and all these delicious veggies and it's kale-based and all that, I said, if you have no fat on there, you're not going to absorb most of those amazing nutrients. Welcome to the HTW Podcast, where your hosts, Erica Huss and Zoe Sakutis, founders of Blueprint Cleanse, the iconic juice brand that sparked a multi-billion dollar category. We bootstrapped, scaled, and sold, and now we're moving on. We stepped away from the juicer and into the sound studio to talk about this rapidly evolving world of wellness. We'll sit down with wellness experts and entrepreneurs for candid conversations and tales from the trenches, how they got their start, how they turned their ailments into ideas, and what they've learned along the way. And we'll bring you news, updates, and our unsolicited opinions on everything we discover in sickness and in wealth. Located at the intersection of wellness and business, H2W is your navigator on the bumpy highway to well. Erica, you're the first person I've had human contact with besides my husband in like five days. I was wondering why you're looking at me so strange. I'm like so just fascinated to see a moving creature that's not a cat or Brian. Why have you been in I've just been like hibernating. I don't know. I didn't I didn't leave the house all weekend. I had no contact with anybody. It's because you're because you're dry January. It's because dry January and also because January, because it kind of sucks. January's not that bad. This I'm, one hasn't been so bad, but it's it's not super fun. But it's no reason to go into hiding for five days. No, it wasn't intentional hiding. I just found myself with no plans and, you know, caught up on some content, planned some trips. I like planning trips in January, even if I'm not taking trips in January. Oh, what did you plan? I did some research. I haven't totally planned anything yet. You didn't yet. take the plunge yet. I have not taken the plunge. Maybe I'll just book my my Christmas trip. Do it now. Where are you going? I don't know. Club Med. <laughs> You're going back. The only place where her children are. You're going to get stripes for being like a club med repeat. Listen, I still sold. call them like, I don't care. It's like you drop your kids off at 10 in the morning, nine in the morning and you pick them up at five and you get to do whatever you want. Let's like play tennis all day. It's pretty genius. It's pretty genius. And they love it. And the thing is, um, I don't know. I see how it's just, it's so corny that like you have to buy in. Like if you don't yeah. buy in. Oh Yeah. You still do like the songs and the shows and stuff every night. Yeah, they do like all sorts of activities. Like technically you could leave your kids with them till like 11 o'clock at night, like pajama party and movie, whatever. But like mine are too young. So um, I meant the songs for adults. I still do that. Like hands up. Oh yeah, no, I'm not buying in that much. My whole thing is just like, so long as I could feel like I'm also on a vacation and do something during the day, as opposed to just like, be in nap jail right. in like a hotel room somewhere that's Oof. like super expensive. I'm telling you. So you guys, go back. It's 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 why it exists, right? There's a reason yeah. Club Med is like yeah. popular for kids. Or well, families. For families, for mm. everybody. Good. Okay. So yeah, maybe I'll go ahead and book that again. I think you should. I'm telling you, my tennis is just like, I'm an adult learner. Mm-hmm. So I need to really take every opportunity that I can. Um. What else are you adult learning? Um, oh, I'm about to adult learn social media. Ready? <laughs> Who's coming with me? Who I'm wants to like out. me? <laughs> um, yes. I think this is a big step, Zoe Zakuda. Not to step. be confused with Zoe Dot because she's dead. No, she's dead to me. And it's an account that I I'm I'm 
I don't know that it's a week because I don't understand how it's She's basically like, you're phantom. But watch out 2019. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to post the F out of 2019. You're going to be Insta famous. And by that, I mean, I'll probably post like once a week and then forget for a month. It's going to be great. And, it's you know, it'll be like 50% sunsets and 50% of my I can't children. wait to troll you. Um, oh, are you going to say like really creepy I'm gonna things I'm going to make nasty comments. Yeah, I'm going to yes. be the heckler. So I'm going to do it. I think today might even be the first post. Mm. I've just been creeping. Hashtag for the goals. Past yeah, you have been a I dipped my toe in mm-hmm. and I said, oh, I think I've crossed over to the dark side. <laughs> but no, I'm about to cross over to the dark side right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, everyone's on the edge of their seat, I can tell. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start posting. Um, and that's it. So I'm going to learn that. Dive right into 2019 with that knowledge. What are you going to learn? What are you learning? Well, I started with learning some singing techniques, which I need to go back to. I've mm. been on a little hiatus from my voice lessons because mm-hmm. winter and vacation and all because that. you don't leave your house in the winter. But I have, I, have, um, I have a couple lessons left in my package. So I'm excited to start working on that. I feel like, you know, some vocal training comes in handy in more places than one, whether it's like, you know, impromptu karaoke party but also just like here, you know, I'm learning proper breathing techniques. Oh, diaphragmatic breathing. Do you like that? Um, <clears throat> that was very good. Yes. yes. So, so that's later my adult gonna... education program right I now. I love it. Continuing and I'm also it. going to learn Mahjong. Mahjong? Yes. What about Qigong? No, those are two different things. Okay. Oh, wait. Mahjong is a board game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Qigong is like... Very different. Tai Chi. I don't know. Whatever. I just... I'm like Tai Chi, Qigong, Kimchi. <laughs> yes, it's... yes all good for you. It's all stuff you're supposed to be doing. Correct. Um, speaking of things that you are good, that are good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm excited to share the episode that has been um, in the works for a bit with our lovely friend, Carrie Glassman, uh, who's fabulous celebrity nutritionist and founder of Nutritious Life. And she Nutritious is, man. Life Studio. She's, I mean, she's, She's awesome. She's OG like we are. We've she's known her forever. OG. She's been on like the morning show circuits for like ever. I mean, she is the sort of go-to nutritionist on like whatever name any morning talk show. Yes. And they're like, let's see what Carrie Glassman has to yes. say about this. So she's really great at like breaking things down um, in a very digestible yes. way. And we got to actually, we dove into a <laughs> delicious, we, we sat down and we broke bread with her. I mean, oh, we, had we pie. did. We, had we some- ate pie. We had pie from Rossum Treats. It was just so good. Awesome raw vegan bakery on the Lower East Side. We had a black sesame pie. Oh, it oh was my God. dense and delicious. Was, I mean, that was some vulture action if I've ever seen it. And I was... We the, had no utensils, so we ate it with our hands. Yeah, I just stuck my finger right in that and care. <laughs> and then I ended up taking it home with me because, <laughs> I don't know, do we flip a coin or something? Because it needs to stay refrigerated. So oh, was, that's right. Yeah. Um, and I ended up eating it for breakfast for like the next week. Because it is it so, so good. good. <gasps> but it was actually very apropos because it was basically a nut and oil. Like I mean, like a, a lot of coconut and, oil. Yeah, it was coconut yeah. and cashews and almonds. And we kind of wanted to pick Carrie's brain specifically about oils. Oils. Because there's just like, there's so much in the world of oils that people don't know. And like bad research on coconut oil made everybody scared. Oh, I know. It's very confusing. So we got to the, we got to the bottom of it, or at least we tried to. Um, so we broke it down. We're like grapeseed, rapeseed, coconut oil. Like it's, canola. What do I do for this? What do I do? Why for- is canola yeah. oil horrible for me? Right. Um, why is it in everything we eat? Well, and everybody needs to calm the F down about coconut oil because it's really not as bad as like USA Today said it was. No, it's not bad. It's actually good. It is good for you. I eat it hand over fist. I la- I like, I, um, it's my lotion. I'm swishing it daily. 
As um, we know. So. I love it. Anyway, so we get down to it. Um, Carrie Glossman, you're rad. Thank you. I got a visceral massage yesterday, which was um, or manipulated. And they're basically just like moving my organs around to put them back into place. Because they're all out of whack. Because they're all out of whack post-pregnancy. And it's causing me problems. Anyway, so... Uh, what was the visceral massage experience like? Well, it's funny because now, all, like yesterday, at my stomach has been like gurgling. It's almost like she moved my stomach into a different position. And it just keeps, if I breathe weird or if I move differently, it's like... Yeah, well, that's maybe that's good. She's opening up some channels. Everything's coming back into order. Maybe this is not the segue, but... No, it's no. fine. Um, <laughs> okay, well, you can get a visceral massage. I prefer to get a regular massage. I get more massages now. There you because go. Because I have a membership to Zeal. So I'm what they call a Zealot. And it's cool because basically once a month, I have somebody come to my house. I have a massage table, courtesy of Zeal. And it's this incredible on-demand um, massage therapy where they come to your house. They're like available across the country. So they'll even come to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice because it didn't used to be the case to get on-demand services in Brooklyn. Yes, I have a lot more massages these days as well because I no longer have time to take an hour or 40 minute train ride to the spa or wherever I'm going and then spend an hour and a half there and then another hour to get back. I mean, that's like three hours of my day just to relax where at the end of it, I'm totally stressed out. So Zeal is a genius on-demand service and they're not creepy. Like the masseuses are... (laughs) <laughs> They're all Legit. normal. They're very well vetted. Most of the time, they are masseuses at these other spas. This is just like their other like side hustle. Right. right. Kind and of. the cool thing too with Zeal is that they actually work with hotels and spas. So oftentimes when you're at a spa and you want a massage at like 1030 or 11 o'clock in a hotel PM, they're not going to be able to do that. But they book through Zeal. And so you're getting the same like high quality, high caliber of massage therapist at your hotel, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, um, And they're doing it in workplaces now too. So you can actually use Zeal for on-demand corporate wellness, which is nice. Yeah. No pressure, boss. Yeah. I mean, it. like, I think somebody's actually coming right now. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But they're all licensed masseuses and um, they're amazing and they even come with their own like meat, like relaxing music and beautiful like lotion. And sometimes they'll even have like a candle. It's really nice. Yeah, it is really nice. We love Zeal and uh, zeal.com is the place to find them. And they've got an app and everything is booked really easily through the app. And you can make all of your preferences and with a special offer for listeners. You can get $20 off your first Zeal massage. And the code is HTWZEAL and that's Z-E-E-L. Is that too many E's? Mm-mm. HTW no. Zeal. 20 bucks off. That's a pretty good deal. Get it? <laughs> we are talking today with Carrie Glassman, registered dietitian, nutritionist, founder of nutritiouslife.com and Nutritious Life Studio. It's a lot of words and letters and it's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hi. It's so Hi. good to see I mean, see you. it's only been a decade. <laughs> and you look exactly the same. Oh, my. Stunning. Uh, thank you. Your skin looks amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I just just keep saying it, even Taught. if you're lying there. Taught. Just keep telling me you haven't aged a day. Oh. You haven't. Time has been mm. very kind to you. Thank you. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Just you sort just of seem wiser. That's all. Oh, I mean, thanks. Yeah. Well, I have to say that I I do think that 
I don't think that I have not aged at all. <laughs> Definitely think. I just looked at actually pictures from a birthday. I won't even tell you what the birthday was, but I looked at a birthday from a few years ago and I was like, mm, really? Yeah, I, I, I have gotten older, but that's okay because I do think, as you just mentioned, Zoe, I do feel much wiser and not necessarily smarter, just wiser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do feel wiser. I do think that, you know, like you do learn a lot through your 30s yes. and your beginning well, and you learn your about 40s. yourself. I mean, as they so say, much. you're you're becoming more comfortable in your own skin. And some of that, some days I think that's more true than others. Yes. But. Well, but I'm still like, I'm still working on all that. Yeah. I mean, I'm still always working on myself and I still feel like I'm always continuing to try to grow and become a better person and become more comfortable with myself and more confident. I think we always all try to do that to oh. some extent, but I definitely feel in such a better place, happier place in life than I did when I was probably 20 years younger. Yeah. You know, when I was in my 20s and in my early 30s, I mean, aside from the fact that I was in a marriage that I that ended, so clearly things weren't that wonderful at that point in life. But still, I just feel, yeah, so much better that I would say I'll take the, I'll take the wrinkles for, you know, the, the smarts and the confidence and feeling wiser. Totally. Yeah. Especially when you don't have wrinkles. <laughs> I do. I do. I'll show you. I'll show you. Come on. Okay. You're being very kind. Um, don't You're worry. being very kind, but wait, Listen. what'd you say? <laughs> can you say that again? <laughs> we will be posting pictures so y'all can judge for yourself. <laughs> so, God, yeah. So a whole decade has passed. Kids, relationships, careers, everything. Can we just talk about Nutritious Life? And sure. The beginning of it and how it started and when you started it and... Well, first, where it is before it even started, like, how did you get there? How did it today? How was it born? So I think the last time when we were probably in touch years ago, when you were running Blueprint and when you first founded it, I think I actually remember when you founded, when it really first started is when we first got in touch. I remember that. that. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, cheers to both of you. Not only did, were you absolute pioneers there? And I remember thinking, I mean, there is a point where if you said juice cleanse, a green juice, it was blueprint and that was it. That's the only thing people thought of. So, I mean, Thank you. seriously, Thanks. and now think there's green juice shops everywhere you turn. That didn't exist then. So you should really um, all pat yourselves on the back for that because you really you. were the pioneers. So I'm saying it here. You were, you go girls. And oh, then not only you. did you do that thanks. and start that, but then you sold your business, which obviously any every entrepreneur, I mean, most entrepreneurs, that's the goal. So I mean, that too is such a huge accomplishment. So I don't think I've seen you since then. So no, that's congrats, true. ladies. Thank you. you can come back anytime. <laughs> no, really though, huge congrats to you. It is, Thank it's you. really admirable. Thank so anyway, you. though, around that time though, when you'd started that, so I think that's when I had my private practice. My, I probably had my, um, I started my private practice before I had my son, so who's going to be 15 in May. So I started about a year before that. So I, I don't know exactly when I met all of you, but I had my private practice and when I was growing that, I then I'm God, there's so there's so much history here. I'm trying to think where I where I should start. Okay, so I had the private practice. From there, I started doing some media work. I wrote my first book. I started my snack bar business. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that, but I had a snack bar business, sold them on QVC. I was in a whole bunch of different health food stores throughout the country, started doing some different endorsement deals, started working with Women's Health Magazine. So I really had my practice and then the media side of the business, which was really media working for women's health, writing books, my endorsement deals. So those were really the two sides of the business. And then at the same time, you know, I had my daughter. So I'm, you know, now 
parenting, two babies, and you know, running my practice at the same time. So there was a lot going on. And I'd always had, though, this goal when I first, first started my business, I'd always had this goal that I wanted to... And I think this is where I think a lot of entrepreneurs, it's like it's almost always been in you. I think if you're mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, you've always kind of thought big. I think when people look back in their history, like they may not have even known exactly what they were going to do, but there was always sort of these big thoughts. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So when I started my practice, sorry, that was a little side note. When no, I started my practice, I had this idea that I would have these dietitians working all over the country doing my plan and my philosophy. And so it was sort of this goal kind of on the side. Right. I met with somebody um, in LA when I was there for a trip and he was, I was doing this series with Live Strong on, with Demand Media um, on their YouTube channel called A Little Bit Better. We did a hundred episodes of the 75 second little nutrition tips and on sleep and stress. And anyway, it was a really fun series. It's still up there. And by the way, it was really fun. But when I was out there for that, I sat down with somebody and he said, okay, so I know, you know, you've written books and you do media and you work with women's health and you have your practice. Like what's the, What's like, what else do you want to do? And I was like, well, I have this little thing that's <laughs> that's been percolating in my head for a long time. And anyway, so I told them the idea and I said, but I've met with a few different people here and there and I'm just not exactly sure how and what to do it. Anyway, he said, he's like, you know, you can just go and do it. I can help you do it. We can produce videos. We can put them online. We can create this certification that you want to create. So from there, took about a year and a half of creating these videos and writing all the content and creating the whole website. And anyway, that's really how the Nutritious Life Studio mm-hmm. began. And that was called, originally at the time, it was called the Nutrition School. And so what that is, that was, I, I took my program and I put it into a tw- actually a 13-part video series. And there are handouts to go along with it. And there's live chats and there's a private Facebook community and you become Nutritious Life certified. So you started, you just like straight up started your own school. My, exactly. I mean, obviously I have my specific nutrition philosophy, but it's always reach as many people, help them raise their wellness. And here, you know, I get to reach the people that are reaching people. And so it just really, it, it really is something I'm just so passionate about. And it's it's been really exciting. That's exciting. Congratulations yeah, on that. That's thank a huge you. development since we've thank last you. had the conversation. Yeah, so we actually, and that is housed. The Nutritious Life Studio is really, it's online on nutritiouslife.com, mm-hmm. which we've also since really built out into its own media yeah. company. So you mentioned your nutrition philosophy, which yeah. I would like to hear more about, just <laughs> if you can kind of share and impart. I mean, I, it, I think it's kind of a slippery slope because there are just so many different permutations of this at this point. And I think that's probably something that, you know, we could dig into and never come out the other side. Yeah. But what, what is your philosophy? Yeah. So I, okay, so yeah, you're right, because we could talk about this for so long. So, well, Nutritious Life is all about, I always say it's not all about the food. It's not just the food. It's, you know, I've always had these eight pillars of a nutritious life. And I always tell the story how even my logo, when it was, when the name of my company was Body Fuel, KKG Body Fuel, I had, before I changed the name to Nutritious Life, I had this logo. And the logo was a picture of a brain with a little arrow to a drop of water, with a little arrow to a bed, with a little arrow, <laughs> I think, to an apple. And anyway, the point was that it's this cycle of all these different aspects of your life that work together from a physiological standpoint and a behavioral standpoint. So we know, I mean, you you two know, I mean, you're, you're gurus in wellness. You know, when you sleep well, 
You feel better the next day. You're motivated to go to the gym. But aside from that, I mean, there's a physiological thing going on. Your hormones are in a better place where you're not going to be as hungry. You're going to crave, you know, that egg scramble with spinach and kale and mushrooms versus, you know, oh, I want that, you know, bacon, egg and cheese, or I want that donut. You're so your hormones are affected, your behaviors are affected, and they all connect to each other. So I always say there's these eight pillars of a nutritious life, stress less, sleep deep, live consciously. Sweat more. Sweat more, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. So all of these, all of these uh, components work together. And then I say within the eating pillar, which is eat empowered, it's, you know, I always tell people you know, real whole foods, consistently throughout the day and listen to your body. Now that's the short story. <laughs> when I go on to educate people, I, you know, I talk about portions, proportions, nutrient density, and then that HQ listening to your body, the food timing. Mm -hmm. So that's the nutshell version. I think the nutrition density is so important too. Because so important. It's, well, and I think it's universal regardless of like what you're eating or what you're not eating or what group you're cutting out or what you're focusing on because there are, again, just so many different directions you can take. Nutrition density is something that you really can't argue with. Like yeah. if there is, you know, real, if the integrity of that calorie is, Absolutely. is vibrant compared to another one, then it's, it's a no-brainer to me, so... Well, and you're absolutely right. And that's really, really what it comes down to. You eat nutrient-dense foods and you listen to your body. Those are the bit and the, and the portions and the proportions of nutrients are going to kind of check out. I right. Well, they're going to play themselves out. out. Exactly. They're going to play themselves out. Right. Because if you're listening to your body, your portions are going to be in check. So yeah, that's really, I mean, you get it. Yep. <laughs> you get it, girl. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, yes, exactly, including you know present company. But I think at the end of the day, it is listen to your body, and and you have to look within. And what works for someone else might not work for you. So that you are so a thousand percent right with that. In terms of you know people will people clients me now. So now I don't have my practice anymore, and I really I just focus on nutritiouslife.com nutritious and the nutritious life studio. But when I would see clients, they, they would come in and say, you told so-and-so she could eat this, but how come you haven't recommended that to me? And I'd say, because you eat all whole real foods already. <laughs> there is no reason for you to add, this was a better packaged food for her because she's <laughs> eating all packaged foods. You don't need to eat that. You're not doing that. Everybody is different. And, and you're exactly right. What works well for one person doesn't work well for you know another. And so you do, you have to, you have to listen to yourself. And, but one thing you just said about all the different studies and what makes it so confusing is, you know, I, another thing I talk about a lot is nutrition is still a pretty young science and mm -hmm. it's only been around for a hundred plus or so years. And so it's not hypocritical when something comes out. It's right. we're learning more. And I was it's okay to change your position. It's okay. There's good new research and bad new research. There's right. good old research and bad old research. Right. So it's a matter of taking the good research all around. And then it might not even be good for you. Right. Like totally. if you don't eat chocolate and more information comes out about chocolate being good for you, but you don't eat sweets at all, you don't need to add it in. Right. So it's, it's, I don't need to drink juice every day anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It is a constantly evolving conversation, and that is a good thing. We People, had some burning questions for you yeah. that we wanted you to clear up. Oh, I love the burning questions. Yeah. And, and coming I, from you, they've got to be really good burning <laughs> questions because you guys already have so many answers that if you have some burning questions, they yeah. have to be really good ones. They're hot. Well, we wanted to have a conversation around it because I think a lot of people have questions about what we're going to talk about, not yeah. to build it up too much. But um, but yeah, I mean, we wanted to talk to you about oils. We want to just dig right into this pie yeah. and um, and discuss, discuss, you know, things like uh, the controversy around coconut oil. Well, what oil should be? Yeah. 
We're going to get into it. Yeah, I think, I mean, well, yeah, okay. So I was just going to dive right in there yeah, because, well, you know, I mean, let's people start with, I always say fat's your friend. So I'm a big lover of fat. Yes, so yeah. oil, obviously, fat. <laughs> yeah. Pie. This is like a fat bomb <laughs> fat, pie. It's, like a fat it's bomb um, pie. Yeah. good fat, good fat bomb. So that's all good. No, so I'm a big, I mean, you know that I've always been probably, you know, I've been a big advocate of fat and the role it has in your life. And, you know, obviously when I first started studying nutrition, first of all, I mean, some people were still in that fat-free mindset. Oh. By the way, it took a long time for people oh, to get out of that yes. mindset. <laughs> well, some I mean, people are still in it. There My are father still, still drink skim milk. Yeah, like, there are, are there are still some people in it. There definitely are. And there's still, I actually had a couple clients that are just like, for, I think they're just going to be working with me forever. They, they don't even. I don't you. even know if they don't realize they don't work. They're, they're like, do this tell anymore. me again about fat. But literally, someone sent me their food journal this morning. I looked at it, and she said, "So, but is there too much fat on there?" Ugh. And it was just from, and it was cashews and pistachios. Right. I'm like, "You're not. No, you're not getting if it." You're, yeah. So anyway, and of course, you still shouldn't be sitting there eating out of a bag and eating the whole thing, but because you'll never poop again. I was again. like, "That's not right. That's not. That's not your. That's not the issue. It's not, not too issue. much fat." At, right, right, exactly. So there are still some people that are in that mindset, um, but I think a lot, a lot of people have changed. But even just, I swear, even just three, four years ago, many, many, many people were in that mindset. And so it has definitely changed over the past couple of years. People do know that they need to eat fat. As I always say, you need about a third of your calories to come from fat. You need fat. I know we're talking about oil specifically, but well, I just yeah, felt like I need to back it up. Well, of yeah. yeah. So, because I think a lot of people, some of their questions about oils, obviously, which are the better quality, but also a lot of it comes back to, but how much fat should we be having? And it all, obviously, it's all part and parcel of the same topic. So... I've always said, you know, you need about a third of your calories to come from fat. Um, as I love it, as uh, Zoe on. eats just, just eat a little more. She's like, this pie. is mostly sesame and coconut. It's all fat. I can't. Terry told me to do it. I just, I'm telling you, dive in there. So, anyway, about a third of your calories should come from fat. We need fat because we know it does everything from protect your organs to help you stay satisfied. To it helps absorb your fat-soluble vitamins. It helps you burn fat. I mean, you need fat for so many... You need fat for your brain health. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. So fat is incredibly important for many, many different reasons. I always say the typical... There's one thing to really to think about that sometimes I think for people that aren't grasping the idea that fat is good for you. I say, think about that salad you're eating. If you have a salad loaded with red peppers and cauliflower and broccoli and all these delicious veggies and it's kale-based and all that. I said, if you have no fat on there, you're not going to absorb most of those amazing nutrients mm -hmm. or some of them you're not going to absorb. You're not going to absorb as much. If you put oil on that... It's also just going to be kind of like rough going down. It's, it's going to be rough going down. It's not going to taste as good. You're not going to be satisfied. And you're going to probably go dive into a real pie, not a Rossum pie. <laughs> you're going to dive into a real pie because you're not going to be satisfied. Um, and you're going to eat junk. But aside from that, you're also, when you add fat to that, you're more satisfied, but also you're actually absorbing those good nutrients, which really I think like you need those, you need the fat to absorb those, many of those good nutrients. But it also really, to me, it then, it just makes people, I think it helps people understand that that's why we're supposed to have you know, vegetables and fat and healthy protein. Like and, there's you know something I mean? to those there's combinations. There's something to all of yes. these foods. There's a reason. Like it doesn't make sense to not have fat. It doesn't make sense that fat would be bad for you. It doesn't make sense, you know, that carbs are bad for you. Like we need a, the right ones from all of these different, um, all these different nutrients, but it makes sense to eat that way. It never made sense to not have fat. Like you know, it gets me so crazy when you look back to the research and how this research all came out. I mean, there was that yeah. a couple of years ago. It did come out though that that study was completely 
like completely bogus. Completely yeah. bogus. Well, and I think that's something that people are slowly starting to realize, but not in a mass way. And I think that's part of what we're trying to do here is awaken people to like just because you read something, even in an established, yeah, you know, a publication, whether it's you know, I think the biggest the big study on coconut oil was actually in like USA Today or something yeah. like that. But the point being, just because it's a study doesn't mean that it was double blind and control yep. and placebo and all of the like there are there are entire organizations even within the medical community that are paying for these studies to essentially tell you what they want to hear even like I sorry to say it but like the American Cancer Association oh yeah they pay for studies that very specifically say Absolutely. what they need to show in, in order to like keep their funds and keep their investors involved so yep. It's. I feel like just because you're reading something, even if it's like the biggest headline of the week, like you still have to challenge it and you still have to look at all sides of it. Just because you're a doctor. Oh, yeah. Again, mean that right. You have yeah. the right answer. Then the other thing you were saying, though, about in terms of research, which is so incredibly important, what I always remind people with nutrition is nutrition is a very young science. Like any sciences, we're constantly learning. We're learning and we're, lear we're learning more every day, right? A new study comes out. So, but especially with nutrition, I mean, it's only been studied for about 100 years. Mm -hmm. It's not that long. Like we haven't even known what vitamins and minerals were for that long, right? right? So, so amazing. Yeah, it really is. So that's why that, yeah, that's why there's all this new information coming out and it's not hypocritical. It's we're learning more. Right, we're allowed so, to change our position once we learn more. Exactly. I mean, I've changed my position on certain things since I started and it's not a massive change of philosophy, but it's a updating and knowing. It's an updating. You have, right. to, you have to constantly mm -hmm. be studying more. It's one of the things I love about nutrition. But when you're talking about all these different studies, I always tell people you have to look at the type of study it was mm -hmm. and, you know, who funded it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it could be, let's say, I don't, I don't want to pick on one of the boards, but let's say the Almond Board or the Walnut Board or the Strawberry Council. It could be one of these, you know, they're not even a brand. They're a council or they're a board, but they do still have... An you know, agenda. They do still have an agenda. And that doesn't necessarily make it bad research. It can still be great research, but you still just it's have to biased. know. Yeah. But you still have to know where it came from. Right. Yeah, I mean, because you're going to obviously find good research on almonds. Almonds are a great healthy food. So even if it's great research, you still have to know in the back of your mind who funded this. That's always, always important. And again, that doesn't necessarily make it bad, but you need to know that. And like you said, the Cancer Association, that's a perfect, that's a perfect example. So then I always tell people too, because it is a new science and there are all these new studies out, who funded it, what type of study, you know, how big was the study, how many years was the study done over? Like you have to look at all those different factors, but also know that there's some good old research and there's some good new research. Mm -hmm. And just because it's old doesn't mean it's bad. And just because it's new doesn't mean it's good. And you really have to look at yeah. all of it together. And then also, and this is the key, where does it fall within my lifestyle? Mm -hmm. If all of a sudden, okay, old research, new research, all of it points to wine being great for me, but I don't drink wine. Well, you don't start adding it in. Does that really make sense right. to start adding it in? Right. You know what I mean? No, you don't need to add that into your diet. That probably doesn't make sense. The same thing with dark chocolate. You probably don't need to add it in right. if you don't like it and you don't ever eat sweets. It's not critical. You don't need to. <clears throat> right, so there's that, like you have to, I mean, those are kind of very like trite examples, but you have to also then consider your lifestyle with it, with right. whatever the info is. But I think that's yeah. why, you know, we certainly appreciate your perspective and your participation in conversations like this, because like what you're doing with Nutritious Life and the Nutritious Life Studio, you really do have a much more broad perspective. Like you're not the, you know, the no sugar 
dietitian and you're right. not like the carbs only or the keto focus. Right. I think that your approach specifically is very holistic and it's very individualized to just what you were saying. Yeah. Like you have to see what works and you have to make sure that it's like it gels with your lifestyle. And then you also have to also take these other things into consideration. So yeah, you know, just, I mean, I think you really do have to take a balanced look at all of this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So with that in yeah, mind, we're so giving you your propers. Mind, yeah. I mean, thanks. Okay, so with that in mind, okay, so now we all know we like fat. Fat plays a role. Um, so I think the reason oils get confusing to people is because first of all, now they're kind of like, okay, so now I can have oil. Okay, I know olive oil is good for me. Olive oil has gotten so many props over the years. But then they get, confused with canola oil, sunflower oil. Some people still have, you know, that Wesson oil in their cabinet. And I swear though, by the way, when I come home, when I come home from wherever, if I've been away and my mom was there, I always find some Wesson oil. I mean, and what I the do. hell is Wesson oil anyway? I, I it is mean, not identical. It's not, you, it's not it's in nature. But I did, I found, I did, okay. I found it. I found some, this, I'm telling you, this weekend, my mom had been there and I was doing my big health retreat this past, this past weekend. And so I was, I was staying in Brooklyn for actually even one night. She was just there for two days because she was baking with my daughter. And she probably saw all the oils in my house and didn't think none of these are baking oils. You could have used the coconut oil. You could have used. So she went to the store and bought Western. I'm like, mom, what have I taught you? (laughs) Yeah. So people are, but but she's like, but why? You're making it like, what's the difference? And exactly. How do you explain this to your mom? Can can we start though with like, because I think the biggest, at least from in my opinion, I think that there's so much confusion around canola oil. Yeah. So olive oil is a great healthy, all you know, oil choice. Yeah. You know, um, on salads to eat raw, it's also okay, like low temperature if you want to cook with it. It's got a low smoke point. But then there's canola oil, right? Yeah. Which is, what the hell is canola oil? Why is it in every single packaged food right now drives me insane. You cannot find like hummus without canola oil in it. Why is it bad for you? Okay, so canola oil, the big thing with canola oil is one, it got a good rap for a long time yes. as the, as having a very <laughs> similar profile to olive oil. Okay, so it had a similar profile, but it had a very versatile taste. So that was why it got a very good rep. And people were, including myself, I was like, oh, canola is great because it's more versatile. You can cook with it in all these different ways that, you know, all you might not want to cook with, cook olive oil with. And again, like the flavor, you know, versatile and the, but the nutrition profile, very similar to olive oil. So that was sort of the comparison. And that's why, again, including myself, really got caught yeah. up in the canola oil years ago. So canola oil comes from the rapeseed and it comes from the, yeah, rapeseed is basically where it comes from. And the biggest issue about it, the biggest issue with it is that it's all pretty much GMO. And so that's that's really the big issue is that it's GMO and that it's highly processed. So as much as the nutritional profile similar to olive oil, it's processed and it's, like I said, it's GMO and it's just in all, it's in our food supply because it's not as expensive as other oils, really. Because it is cheap. Yeah. Yes, it is everything. Everything in Whole Foods, I will say, mm-hmm. all from their soups to their like three their their in-house brand, everything has canola oil in it. There are some exceptions. I mean, there are a handful <sighs> of hummuses that use olive oil, but they're yeah. certainly more expensive. There are there but are that's some like recent. Yeah, 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 it's recent. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the question that I have for you just regarding around what you just said, number one, I think there's confusion because you can buy like organic canola oil, right? But that does not necessarily suggest that it is GMO free. 
No, then it, it is. It's just harder to find. And most of the canola oil that you find in all of these products is not. Is not. Right. That's the problem. So when you're buying products that have canola oil in it, it's not. But then going a step further, okay, so it's not GMO if it's organic, but it is still highly processed. And it's that processing exactly. that has it's, been linked to... Exactly. So the more processed an oil, uh, the more processed the oil, the worse it's going to be for you in terms of, I mean, everything from inflammation to it's just going, it's going to be, it's worse. It just think the more processed it is, it's going to be worse for your body, right? So you think of like olive oil, cold pressed olive oil, which is really extra virgin olive oil, right? Just going back to that for a second. I always tell people like, imagine you're squeezing the olives and you're getting like, you're literally, I'm, I'm squeezing an olive with right. my hands right now, but you're squeezing the olives. You're getting out that oil right? It's natural. It's it's clean. It's like you're getting all of those great fatty benefits. A canola oil, regardless, even if it is non-GMO, it is still highly processed. Right. And it's that processing, like think of any manufactured fats mm -hmm. are going to be worse for you, right? Like mm -hmm. any man, like real saturated fat, like some saturated fat even found in dairy has even some health benefits or found in grass-fed butter, right? Um, grass-fed butter, yogurt, there can be, there are some benefits. That's not to say that it's perfect and that you should be eating it in droves, but it's there are some benefits. A very processed, a processed oil or manufactured oil like that really is just so much worse for your body. Mainly, it's ca causing inflammation in right. your body. Your body is not identifying it as a food, and it's probably it's kind of, it's the primary oil in a lot of cooking sprays, right? Is canola. In a, yes, exactly. So that's the issue with the cooking spray, unless yeah. you're getting like a natural coconut oil. You're, you're talking about like a Pam. Yeah. Like a, a Pam, Pam cooking spray. Yeah, well, say it with a little Pam. Exactly. shoulder. Well, that's Pam. why I always say put your oil in a little Misto sprayer well, and just you can spray get, it yourself. You can get coconut spray now. Yeah, yeah you, you can. can. Grapeseed oil spray. Yep. You can. A lot everything in a spray yep. now. It's crazy. So grapeseed oil, though, as you mentioned, I'm a fan of. Grape, great. me too. I think yeah. it's Great. Yeah. Grapeseed oil is great. And it's got, um, it's high in vitamin C, vitamin E. So it's a really, it's really high in antioxidants. When I wrote my book in 2010 on antioxidants, we included a lot of grapeseed because it is really high in antioxidants. It's, um, it's really good for your skin health mm -hmm. because of those antioxidants and fighting inflammation. Mm -hmm. It has a fairly high smoke point. Yeah. So that's good. So you can use it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest thing with olive oil is that it yeah. sautes beautifully. But if you need to cook something at high heat and really sear it, you're not getting it hot So enough. that's what I say. So olive oil. Okay, so I like that we actually started with the canola thing because we kind of, I said how olive oil and canola oil, right, have had that same similar profile, which is why people sort of were going towards the canola. But then we found out, you know, canola, super processed, GMO. So we're kind of, we're, we're off of canola. So back to olive, but then what do you do? Olive oil has a lower smoking point. So then how do you cook with it? So this is where now avocado oil comes in, actually. So I'm just going to add one thing here for people who don't know what smoke point means, because oh, I'm realizing yeah. people, not everyone knows. So smoke point is like the point at which you start to see smoke, right? So if you pour... When you're heating it in you, a pan. If you're pouring yeah. olive oil into a hot pan, once it reaches a certain temperature, it's going to start to burn and give off smoke, and you don't want that to happen. Right? Well, that's when the so chemical structure of... That's when the molecular exactly. like, composition the of the actual oil is going to change and no longer be as beneficial to your body as it was before and you mutilated detrimental. It. Like, it's not just that you're burning your food. You're actually now releasing potentially carcinogenic... carcinogenic. Exactly. And it's all, it's now toxic to your body, which is sort of like what I was saying with the even canola oil just causing inflammation. But that's a really good point when that happens and the structure changes, when the molecular structure changes. That's why I always say that's why you can't fry 
potatoes and olive oil and think, oh, it's a potato and olive oil. Right. It's, it's healthy for me. It's not just the potato and olive oil. It's the frying itself. That high heat yep. is extremely <laughs> bad for your body. You've just mutated it. Right. Yeah. So you yeah. so you want to go for if you're gonna if you're gonna cook something at a very high temperature, such as frying, mm-hmm. you want to use an oil that can withstand that yeah. high temperature. Such as you generally don't want to fry anyway. Well, oil. you and yeah, you generally don't even want to fry because when you get to that point, you're you're for most oils, you really are. When you're getting that high, you're pretty much going to be causing damage regardless. Tune in tomorrow when we talk about frying. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't even want to get to the frying anyway. But a higher... We're using it as but an example. High, no, no, no. I know, yeah. I know. I'm just, I'm just want to make sure... We would never... I just want to make sure people know that. Or <laughs> no. martinis. I just want to make sure people know that because after our pie, we, we won't <laughs> be having fries. No. Um, okay, so... Uh, but I do... So... But back to, so I, I like how we started going back to that again. Thank you for clarifying the smoke point. That was really, I think that was helpful to people. So we've got olive oil, canola oil, push away the canola oil now. So now we've got olive oil, but how do we cook with it? Bring in, you know, enter avocado oil. Avocado oil can be the better choice there. Again, similar to olive in pro, nutritional profile, similar, but avocado oil does have a higher smoke point. So it can be better to cook with. At higher temperatures, that can be good. The one issue with it is that the taste is pretty mild too. That's not such a big deal, but some people do like the taste of olive oil in their food. Right. So like you're kind of, it's not that olive, it's not that avocado doesn't taste good. It's just you're missing out on that olive oil taste. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is it is much more expensive. Right. So Where do that's one thing. avocado and grapeseed oil compare nutritionally? So... Oh, that's a really good question. Wait, before I answer that, yeah. let's not forget that. No, because I don't want to. I don't want to forget to say this. The one kind of rule then. So now with avocado and olive, what I like people to think about is avocado when you're cooking, olive when you're when it's cold. So your salad, pour your olive oil on it. Maybe you roast some veggies and then you drizzle some olive oil after. Right. Maybe that's what say. You can finish something with olive oil. Finish something with olive oil for the flavor. That's the better way to use it. And so, and that's really, if you're going to be eating, I mean, we're saying taking, you're taking your diet really up a notch and you're really trying to not only have healthy fats, but really utilize them in the best way. You know, put avocado by the stove, put olive oil on the kitchen table. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. and again, that's now taking it to another level, but I know that that's, what this talk is yeah, all about. Well, okay, so let's go back to grapeseed and avocado. That's a good, you know, that's a really good question. I'm trying, actually, I'm going to look at the exact temperature point. I want to say that avocado is still a little bit higher. I think it has a little bit of a higher smoke point still. I should probably know that at the top of my head now. Then grapeseed? Then grapeseed. <clears throat> it's still a little bit higher. I should probably know the exact smoke point. Yeah, it does. It is actually. It's a little bit higher. Again, avocado would be better for most for most cooking. Um, and then nutritional profile. The, all these different fats are going to have a combination of mono and poly, unsaturated fats and saturated fats. They're all a combination. It's not like olive oil. You know, olive oil also got such a good rap for so long about H, you know, improving your HDL and monounsaturated fats and monounsaturated fats. I feel like avocado also got that, you know, all those MUFAs and those monounsaturated fats are so good for burning belly fat. Remember, like everybody's talking about MUFAs for so long. And those monounsaturated fats are in avocado and olive and there's some in grapeseed also and they are important. But you have to remember that all of these oils have a combination of these different fats. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're singular. So you think of olive oil as being 
you know, mono and you think of, you know, vegetable oils as being poly, they are a combination. So I just always like people to remember that. It's the same thing like when you're eating vegetables, you might think, you know, blueberries have a lot of vitamin C or kiwi have a lot of vitamin C. Like there are other nutrients in there too. Mm -hmm. So they're all a combination. Mm -hmm. So I guess back to, you know, the grapeseed and avocado, I think... It's almost more, I mean, I, I, they're both expensive and that would come down to really a little right. bit flavor, a little yeah. bit what you're cooking. Avocado, like I said, higher smoke point. But then if you're getting high quality, both of those are high quality and they're not processed. You go either way. Yeah, go either way. I mean, that's like you're really, you're, you're kind of talking broccoli to kale. Oh, oh, I like your <laughs> you know vegetable what I mean? analogy. My analogies. Um, I'm such a dorky nutritionist. So <laughs> now I want to know about sunflower versus safflower. Okay, so... Most of the safflower you're going to find out there, most actually most of the sunflower and the safflower you're going to find out there, very, 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 very similar nutritional profiles. More similar probably, I don't know for a fact, but I think probably even than olive and uh, canola or olive and avocado, very, very similar. But the problem is, is that most sunflower and safflower oil out there is that what you find mixed together as vegetable oil. Okay. So that's where you find, you see vegetable oils and we were talking like about- Like what your mom bought. Exactly. Okay, what and is vegetable oil? So most vegetable <clears throat> oils are a combination of sunflower, safflower, or sunflower, safflower, and canola, or soybean, corn, and safflower. They're a combination of these oils. Of the garbage Of the oils. garbage oils, yeah. of the oils. Now, if you had organic- you know, high quality, like a sunflower, it's going to be obviously a lot better for you than the highly, highly processed heat treated. Because think about it, a lot of these oils are heat treated. So like we just talked about in the extraction process and they use chemicals to extract. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. they're really super processed and they take these fats that have like nutrients to begin with, again, like safflower or sunflower, and they destroy them and not only take out the nutrients, Mm -hmm. it's not even like taking you know, let's say a whole grain and taking out the, and taking and stripping it and making it refined and you're taking out all the good. In this case, you're really making those oils bad for you. Right. Like really bad for you. So vegetable oil is really just a catch-all for those, you know, those oils that you grew up with in your house, or at least I grew up with and that, you know, people use when they're baking a cake and they really are this, a combination. They are a blend of the super processed oils. So if you have, though, like a pure expeller pressed or whatever it's called, um, organic sunflower oil that's just singular in its in its source, that's not a blend. Yeah. Um, is that... I or mean, safflower. You could. Okay. Yeah. Or safflower. Yeah. And it's definitely... And that even actually has... Safflower has a monounsaturated fat too. Mm-hmm. So... I love yeah, like expeller press. Just it sounds, what does that mean? Right. Though? Exactly. It just... Is yeah, that what a is heat it, treatment? Or yeah. That, it means like it's it's... Like imagine, again, I, this isn't, you know, a technical description, but I always have people think about, you know, your olives being squished and oil coming out versus, you know, your sunflower seeds being thrown in somewhere and um, high heated, high heat and processed. And right. you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just using chemicals and high heat versus just sort of squishing those beautiful olives. Right. Like your just lovely Italian way. grandmother... You know, just Pressing. jumping in a vat. Yes, yes, yes exactly. I mean, that is, that's the olive oil. <laughs> that's exactly for. it. Versus, uh, you know, being in a big factory in some big vat with, you know, God knows what, extracting the oils and high right. heat, destroying all mm-hmm, the good fats mm-hmm. in there. 
So let's talk about coconut oil. Yeah. The so big one. I am a fan. I wanted to actually pull, I wanted to see if there's anything that I wanted to say also about um, those those kind of what we call the cheaper oils. The garbage oils. Um, oh, I know. One thing I, I always like to tell people too is usually when they're light, really light in color, yeah. you know, they're really, really no bad. Bueno. That's pretty much, I don't know if people... People probably well, that, know think, that, but they might not think I don't think, think about they it. do. And I no. think even like when you go to the, just like a traditional, a regular old supermarket and you're looking at like the olive oil shelf and you see the one that's like, you know, extra virgin, cold pressed, and it's like really cloudy and very green. Almost green, Which yeah. looks beautiful yeah. to me versus the one that's called extra light. Right. And I think that's supposed to suggest to some, to the very uneducated consumer, it's like lighter in fat and calories, which yeah. is total bullshit. No. Or that it somehow has, you know, a cleaner profile because it's light when in fact it's lighter than that because it's, I mean, it's lighter than the other because it's been stripped and it's been processed. Right. And they're filled with lower quality oils and sometimes again, blends. You got to think about that. Um, So again, look for the colors important, extra version or unrefined. So you want the highest nutrients. You want the most unrefined. You can look for that. Um, Obviously look for non-GMO if you're not, you know, and or look for organic, but at least look for the non-GMO. Is it kind of a given that if you're buying either like an Italian or a Greek or Spanish olive oil that it is non-GMO? Is that, can we sort of accept that or no? No. I don't, I don't know. You there can't. was like a whole scandal with the Italian olive oil. There's no, the regulatory process is is almost non-existent. Yeah. Um, especially in Italy. There was, uh, it was a major, I, I forget the brand name, but it was a few years ago. Um, Probably Cola Vita, <laughs> if I could guess. Yeah, there was I a think big that, one. yeah. And so I'm remembering this it too. wasn't from Italy. It was like shipped in from that somewhere I remember. else. Yes. It was not so yeah. much, but that really brought to light how truly unregulated that whole category right. is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 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 I mean, and you just, and yeah, I always say just be, again, it's different if you're, if you are in Italy and you are at your grandmother's farmhouse and <laughs> in Tuscany yeah. and she is jumping in the, into the, then you can trust that oil. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, you should really be looking for, look for all of that. And the other things you can look for, again, look for, you can even look for a press date or harvest date. You can also look for extra virgin, cold pressed, organic, non-GMO, all of those things right. on the I mean, on organic, I feel like is probably in general, a good sort of safeguard against a lot of this stuff. Yeah, um, exactly. It's more expensive, but I mean, for something that you're going to use every single day. Well, and not only, it's worth it. Yes. Not only that is a good point too that you could because we use these oils a lot but also because the the other option is really so unhealthy for right, you right so it's not just like I, i'm thinking like just an apple i'm not saying like organic or not obviously you still want to go for the organic when you can but in this case with the fats that the highly processed fats are really so unhealthy that I really push push people to get the highest quality fats. Mm -hmm. And you need less when you're cooking too. They taste better. Mm -hmm. So you really don't even need as much. Anyway, um, so coconut. Yeah. So I'm a fan of coconut. I'm a fan of coconut. I'm controversial. Very controversial now. It's funny. It just became, well, okay. So first it was always, there's like three stages here. Way back when, it was, oh, they're so bad. This fat, it's so bad. It's coconut. Saturated. And it's, but it's they're, just so many fat Saturated. Yeah. It's so first, yeah, well, way, way back. First, it's fat, like avocado's fat, like peanut butter's fat. So it was bad. You know, I wasn't saying it was bad. I'm saying it was bad. People back thought then. it was bad. Yeah. Okay, then it became, well, we know some fats are good for us, but coconut has saturated fat. Saturated fat is the devil. Then we realized 
uh, that saturated, some saturated fat is actually can be good for you. I already mentioned even some saturated fat in dairy or even some there can be good for you. This specific fat in coconut is medium chain triglycerides. So it is a specific type of saturated fat that has many health benefits. Aside from the fact that coconut itself is also antibacterial and has many different nutrients in it, the medium chain triglycerides have many different benefits to it from helping you burn fat, from helping you to utilize your fat more efficiently for energy. And the other thing is it also some studies, and this is where the big controversy just came in. So so then many people jumped on that bandwagon. Right. And which, so just for clarification too, the medium chain triglyceride is where you see people putting on labels MCT oil. That's yes. what that means. MCT, MCT. You see this everywhere, especially with this whole like bulletproof coffee, yep. butter coffee movement. It's all about this MCT medium chain triglyceride, yeah. which is helping you burn and, and metabolize faster. Exactly. So, so you have, there's saturated fats, polyunsaturated fats, monounsaturated fats, and then there's these medium chain triglycerides is another just type of satur- type of saturated fat. So that type of saturated fat is, you know, then some people realize, oh, there are some health benefits to it. A lot of people still hadn't jumped on that bandwagon yet, but I had because I think, again, even logically, it's a coconut. It's right. a right. coconut. Like, cultures have been using this as their staple food for exactly. hundreds of years. It comes from it's, the tree. It right. falls on your head. and They're you not dying of heart attacks. And you're right. sipping that coconut milk. out. I mean, there are like, so. I, how can it be that, right? When you think about it, exactly. And cultures have been using it for so long. They've been using the meat. They've been using the milk. They've been using the water. I mean, there's all these different benefits to coconut. So it doesn't even make sense. But so, and I also know even just in terms of I've always taken coconut oil and put it into my moisturizer, mixed it with my moisturizer and used that on my body for It just is for my years. moisturizer. Right. Yeah. You can do that too. It's my baby's diaper. Right. You can balm. do that. And you Tissue can, balm. I do that in the winter, actually. I just use it mostly. You put it in your tushy. Super yeah. dry. Well, not, <laughs> I put it in my tushy when in the winter. It's like when my butt is really chafed. <laughs> when my chafed. butt is really chafed and dry. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, women do use that for their lubricant, by the way. Just, oh, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah that. that's like a much healthier than like a KY or well, something. Yeah, yeah. So, just, you so know. that's a good tip. So any women out there that don't want chemicals in their vagina? In their Jenny? Yeah. Anyway, so back to one. though. So the next, but so so I have been a fan of coconut. I also think it tastes good. It also has a high smoke point. So it is also good to, that's another one in terms of smoke to cook with. Sautés are really good with it, mm-hmm. especially anything with like, you know, it's got a, a really high smoke point, but the only thing is then you're tasting, you really but are going to taste, taste it. You know, it has it. to go with the type of dish. So right, it's yeah. a very specific type of dish you do. Yeah. You have to taste it. You're, you're not, not making maybe, Italian food with coconut And you're oil. not putting, exactly. But for baked goods, amazing. Yeah. And also for raw things like our back to our, it's all coming back to this pie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all coming back to the pie. For things like the pie, there must be coconut in here. Yeah. yeah. But the other thing, so then all of a sudden this, I think there was that, I actually talked about this in something recently. I, I know I was interviewed after that doctor. I don't even know which doc, whatever. That I know what you're talking about. There was that YouTube video. Is that what you're referring to? Where the doctor went off. And they basically on, said, I quote, coconut oil is pure poison. Right, exactly. And it's completely and ridiculous. And people's heads exploded and the right, internet broke. Because everybody was like, oh my God, I thought coconut was good for me. So first, so there's two things. First One, thing is calm the fuck down because... <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> calm the F yeah. down because it is not poisoning by any means. The second thing is that actually the research on these medium train triglycerides, there is some research that shows that your LDLs can do increase. Now we think of our LDLs as our bad cholesterol. However, when you look closely, you see that LDLs, there's different types of LDLs, and I don't want to get too scientific for everybody here, but there's 
good and bad LDLs actually within your LDLs. And it actually improved the better LDLs, okay? And so your actual overall profile was still better. So you understand like your whole Mm -hmm. cholesterol profile was still actually better. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't even make sense that A, the doctor was saying that because yeah, LDL, but you're looking at it you're really looking at it top level. You're not diving deep if you're right. saying that. looking at it in a vacuum. Yes, exactly. Number one, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, of course, it's not poison. And then the third, I guess the third part of that is also that even with it being, having some health benefits like we're talking about, it has to still be within a healthy diet. So if you're the type of person, right. so this it's is sort of, I'm important. going to, I'm going kind of, I'm switching kind of gears for a second. And this, this by the way, has to do with grass-fed butter, coconut, avocado, all of these foods. But let's just stick with the coconut because it is probably the most controversial, as you were saying. If you're eating McDonald's and you are having Doritos and you are eating, you know, Duncan Hines brownies every day, and that is your diet, and it's this high processed, highly processed, high sugar, trans fat, unhealthy diet, should you add coconut to your coffee in the morning? Should you add coconut to your smoothie? No, because it's it's not, you already have so much unhealthy fat in your body. You don't need to add even any type of more fat. You're actually literally adding like fuel to the fire. Yeah, you don't need to add any of that. So in that type of a diet, in a very traditional, unfortunately, a traditionally, you know, type of diet for an American, many people should not just be adding it in. Right. If you are a healthy whole food eater and you're eating almonds and avocado and you know, lots of vegetables and lean, high quality proteins. And this is one of the places you get fat, whether it's on your Ezekiel toast in the morning, I love that with cinnamon, Mm -hmm. or it's in your coffee or it's in your smoothie, then it absolutely can play a very important good role. Especially also, it's actually really even good for um, women and hormones. Mm -hmm. It's actually helpful with women. I always say to just adding that fat in can just be even a change to help balance, balancing your hormones. Yeah, what was that, um, that great book, The Coconut Miracle? Oh, yeah, I think so. That's a really great book. Yeah. So anyway, so So, I'm not jumping off the coconut bandwagon. No, No, me neither. And you know what? I will say that, you know, there's also been the sort of like new darling of sugar is the coconut sugar. Not not that we're going to talk about sugar here, but but the coconut palm sugar. I mean, I tend to think just logically, again, the closer you are to the source of the food, Mm -hmm. the better it's going to be for you. I'm sorry. Like, I hate to jump on every, like, bandwagon. It's like, oh, agave, nectar, you know, and obviously, like, processing has a lot to do with everything. And I'm not saying that we should be mm-hmm. buying agave. But I will say that oil is not oil, and I don't think that sugar is sugar. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're not, like, although I will say, and I know we're talking about oils here, sorry. but we can talk <laughs> no, about sugars the next time. It's just so easy. To, yeah. But I will say, though, you do still have to be careful with any kind of added sugar. For sure. So what I usually say with that is if you're going to add it in the place that you should add it, not adding it all the time because, right. oh, it's coconut. If you're having it because I'm making cookies and that is a sweet yes. and that's where you do get sugar, better to use a better quality sugar, course, but you right. don't just start adding it. And that is added because you heard it's, oh, it's coconut. It's not, exactly. it's, not, it's not a vitamin that you're exactly. adding. Yes, I'm saying that if yes. th- there is always a healthier choice, there is yes. always a better choice. If sugar was sugar, then like, fuck it. We should all just eat white sugar and call it a day, right? right. But I don't think that that's the case. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, and obviously the same thing with dates. Like you yeah. want to stick right. to something a little closer to. Okay, back to oil. <laughs> oil. Um, I'm trying to think what else do we need to talk about with oil. We did, we covered, we covered a lot. Oil, I feel like oil, it's all vegetables. I mean, Anything I think else with vegetables we want to talk about with vegetable oils. Yeah, vegetable oil. 
I don't know. I think it's really a question of like the use case, which I think eludes a lot of people and it's confusing. Like, well, why do I need five oils in my cabinet? I mean, you don't necessarily need five, but you do need to understand. I mean, I think the smoke point thing is really important. And I think just understanding how these oils sort of interact with whatever it is, whether it's, you know, for baking or like high heat or to eat it raw because the benefits, like you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, olive oil is definitely better when you keep it intact. Those are things that I think are helpful just because, again, we're talking about something that you're really using on a daily basis. So it's helpful to understand the difference and know why you should have at least, I would say three, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. One for your salad, one for your pan, one for your cooking, and one for your uh, your Jenny. I usually say, <laughs> I usually say um, olive oil and all, obviously a high quality olive oil a coconut oil, and then avocado. Yeah. And then everything else, like also it's just like flavor. If you want a walnut oil and usually, usually like the walnut oils, you're going to be, they're super expensive and it's going to be really, it's, you're going to get a high quality. They don't, it's, you're usually getting a high quality walnut oil when you're buying that. And then when it comes to the vegetable oils, really be careful of, and these might just speak for themselves, like corn, cottonseed, soybean. We know to stay away from all those super uber, uber, Processed. Yep. Stay away. Yeah, they're horrible, but oh, they're hey. in so many packaged foods. Yeah. So many yeah. chips, so many right. popcorn. So that's why yeah. we need to stay away from all those packaged foods. Yes, except for the ones that are using high quality oils yeah. and organic. Yeah. What do you think about sesame oil? Yeah, sesame, sesame oil. Sesame oil is great. So I just started doing oil pulling. Oh, you did? I and you're love using it. sesame, not it's coconut. Like a, it's a blend. Okay. So I actually oh, got you it. Oh, so you got it. You didn't. Oh, you know what? I saw that at um I saw that at actually anthropology. I so, that's where I came that Oh it Lord. Okay. Anthropology is so like that. <laughs> I got it as a sample. Okay. Um so I was gonna start with coconut oil and I was like, oh wait, I still have this sample. And I looked yeah. and it's a blend of sesame and interesting um cinnamon and oh, there's some like botanicals in it and stuff, in addition to it's a sesame oil base. Okay. And when I was reading up on it, I actually learned that sesame oil has like better properties depending on your goal for like Mm -hmm. detoxing. So the concept of oil pulling, so people understand, essentially you're swishing it around in your mouth. So the pulling word... So tell everybody though, because I think some people don't know, because I actually did this, I did this segment on TV a couple of times and people were like, what are you doing? So you you just like take like a... The concept is, it's called oil pulling and it suggests pulling toxins out of your body. You take a spoonful of of, of this oil and in my case, it's this little bottle and it's a cap full. Mm -hmm. It's around a teaspoon or a tablespoon, you put it in your mouth and you literally hold it in your mouth and swish it around for like three to five minutes yeah. to start. I've, I've read that you can go up to like 10 or 15. I don't think I'm getting there. Yeah. But you swish it around and you actually feel it. It's a little gross, but I'm actually just fascinated with it. You feel it kind of like bulking up a little bit and uh-huh. it, it's supposed to double in size. I have not gotten to that stage yet, but um, How it do you know? Are you measuring expands. it after? Well, it expands. <laughs> you can tell because you spit it out. So this is very important. You don't swallow it. You spit oh, it yes, out. Oh, yes, that yes, I know. The all idea. the toxins. I, I know you know. I'm saying they no, don't know. No, I know. I'm just thinking about... You oh, spit it out. That. You should Ooh. spit it either in the trash or the toilet. You're not supposed to put it down the sink because it can clog up. But the idea is that... Depends how much bacteria got in your mouth. Right. <laughs> and it's all this bacteria and it's basically pulling from like your organs and your mouth. Yeah. I swear to you, my teeth were whiter like the first day I use it. And then really? when I went to the dentist, she's like, have you whitened? And I was like, no, not in two years. Wow. It was crazy. Really? I, yeah. Your teeth were whiter? Let me see. Wow. I've been doing it for like two weeks. It's dim in here. I love it. Oh, thanks, eh? <laughs> she's like, they look brown to me. <laughs> like, you got sesame wow. in your teeth. Um, I love it. And I've, I'm like, I, yeah. so I do it every morning now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So sesame oil. 
Okay. Or coconut. And yeah, because it's traditionally done with coconut. It's just that's another hole to put your coconut oil in. Oh my god, that's so awesome. <laughs> and then we, we're gonna we're gonna talk about snorting coconut oil later. <laughs> Wait a minute. So. What if you do it before you brush your teeth? You have to do it before you brush your teeth. Oh, okay. So I was going to say that it must pull out more. Yeah. Yeah. You rinse out and yeah. then once you spit it out, you like swish water and then you just brush. And right now I do it first thing. I don't like to brush my teeth before I have my morning beverage because I don't like the toothpaste. So I just brush hmm. with water. Wait, you don't brush your teeth before you have any? Before you have coffee. Yeah. No. I don't either. I get you don't it. either? This fascinates me how people... I brush my teeth wow. after that's I have like an my interesting, first meal. That's an interesting... It's like there are those who I have to... When I open my eyes, I cannot wait three seconds without brushing my teeth. No, I no, swish I, water and I spit and I drink water, but I don't brush until yeah, after. Yeah, no, I, I have something. my coffee first. Yeah. Oh my God. See, Tim, see, Tim wow, is like this too. He's like, so gotta eat breakfast first. I'm like, I got, yeah. No, because then, so, okay, here's my thing. But now Wait, I'm oil so All night, so there you go. All night, you've been accumulating I know. all of this bacteria my in your mouth. And then, that's what I'm getting rid of with the oil. Yeah, but before you were yes. doing the oil pulling. Yes. You I were was just laden you with were bacteria. Just, you first were thing just in the morning. Yeah. swallowing all that bacteria. That was see that it's too mental for me. I'm just like I got to. Well, get now it out. that you put that in my head, now I got to like brush the tongue very thoroughly. Oh my god, you are like now that's seriously that's going to be in my head tomorrow morning. But yeah, I just I want, want my all that bacteria up. I, I don't do want that it, going down. I would do it with just a toothbrush or a tongue scraper, but I wouldn't do it with toothpaste because I it's the taste. Yeah, thing. Like, yeah. I like. To, I want to drink my apple cider vinegar and then I have my tea and whatever. It's like a whole routine. It's boring, but oh god. Yeah, you're right. your cursed well, cunt. Wait, by the way, now though, that's gonna that might freak me out tomorrow morning. Now that you're saying Just that, drink, oil, drinking babe. all that, you know, it's funny when I did do this for again a couple of years ago and it really became popular. I did try it a few times, but I never got into the full habit of it. Maybe I'm gonna, you know, you just like inspired it. me. Yeah, yeah that's this good. product is also oh, it's really tasty. I can't we're gonna find inspire the name each other. But then it's like, but then doesn't your coffee? Your coffee is gonna taste like sesame oil or whatever no, kind of oil you it's put. It's gone on. by then, and then it's gonna taste like apple cider vinegar. I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> just get rid of the bacteria. It's gone by then. Just oh, get rid of anyway, it. we've digressed so far. Um, <laughs> Carrie, this is amazing information. Thank you. Um, are people it's, finding all of this on Nutritious Life? I mean, where can we like? Yeah, how people. I would say nutritiouslife.com. Yeah, check out nutritiouslife.com. Nutritious Life official on Instagram. Um, you've got some books. Yeah. You've got some new classes coming out. We have a couple of new classes. So through the Nutritious Life Studio, you can you can always apply. We have our course opens up twice a year. We actually we're just we're opening up a course now, but we don't know when this is going to air. So no, but we're, you can always apply. And but uh, it's a recurring thing. It's a right? recurring class. So you're yeah. always. So you can always apply, send your application, and we do that twice a year. But then, regardless if you are certified in the program or not, we have other additional courses on there. We have an emotional eating class. We have a nutrition in the media course um, where we teach actually some of the stuff you talk, we were talking about before about new research and old research and how to break down that research and be able to actually put it out there for consumers to utilize properly. Um, so and your also, goal is really, I mean, you're not just like giving people your the information that you have and giving them coaching and advice. You're really kind of aiming to empower people yeah. with their own knowledge in order to make better decisions going forward. And it's a very... Absolutely. I mean, really, I mean, we obviously we have all of our consumer content on nutritiouslife.com and there's loads and loads and loads of content there and we add new content every single day. But uh, the Nutritious Life Studio really is more targeted to professionals and you don't have to necessarily be a dietitian, but a health coach or a, even a health writer or a healthy chef or someone somewhat in the health and wellness space or maybe even just wanting to dive into the health and wellness mm -hmm. space. It really, you, it, you can even be that. Uh, you can even be that person rather. And yeah, and we're really empowering them and giving them the information to 
utilize and disperse this Which is good information. Amazing, because as Thanks. you pointed out earlier, um, it is a very recent field. Yeah. So the more teachers we have, um, and the more education around exactly. it, the better. they're not they're not teaching it in med school. Well, that's the thing I always say, like, I want to teach the teachers because, you know, it's great to get out there and talk to more and more and more consumers. And I always want to be spreading, you know, good quality information about nutrition, health, wellness, all of it. But being able to touch and reach the teachers and the other educators, they're working with people one-on-one and they're really getting, you know, deep with people as well, whether they're working one-on-one with them or whether they're doing their own blogs or their own, you know, other writing or speaking or whatever they're doing. So it's really, yeah, it's been pretty awesome. I have to say. So great. I am. I'm super passionate. It's probably the thing I'm like most passionate about right now is the Nutrition Lift Studio and all of these people that are certified. I mean, I was... Well, again, because there is so much bad information out there. So it feels like we need to all be kind of the the vigilantes. Yeah, Yeah, Dr. Crazy Coconut. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go find him. Whatever your name is. Let's go find him and make him eat the rest of his pie. You're like teaching him (laughs) to fish. Here you go. We're shoving this pie down your throat. You're getting all of this toxic coconut. (laughs) What is this tombstone going to say? He's probably going to I told you it was coconut. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Oh my God. Well, that was fun. I'm got, you know, it's just good to talk about oil sometime. Right? I mean, doesn't it just bring you? It's good to try to like cut through some bullshit sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Oil pulling. Yeah. Mm, Teeth Mm. brushing. We're going to, we're going to go toe to toe. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do a study. All right. Well, that was fun. Thanks for coming and eating pie with us. By the way, I will come and I'll, first of all, I will come and chat with you ladies whenever you want because you know, I love the two of you. I adore the two of you. I know we have known each other for so long. Way back to those blueprint days. We were all in this, we were in this health and wellness world together from the very beginning. Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-1839 or holler at us on social at Podcast. You can also head to our website at htwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our daily blend blog to see what we're drinking.